Hey everyone, it's Rebecca. You're listening to Super Women. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to do some shameless plugging. So if you haven't bought the handbag or an incredibly appropriate Zoom sweatshirt, aka our best-selling Janine, head over to my site. This podcast is brought to you by the support of you. So would love for you to buy some gifts, enjoy some of our sales that we're having, and just support the cause and the brand that floats this podcast. Also, I'm not sure if you've heard, but I launched a fragrance. It is available at Macy's and Nordstrom and Birchbox and Scentbird. So I highly, highly advise you smell good from the comfort of your bed or living room. Hey everyone, welcome to Superwomen. It's Rebecca. Today's guest is Kristen Sudeikis, who is a renowned artistic director, choreographer, master teacher, dancer, activist, and the founder of Forward Space. Her quote, which I love and think we can apply to any part of our lives, is be bold, notice your intersections, move freely, dance always. So from one dancer, well, I should say former dancer to another, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I, I didn't know dancer. Yes. So I started dancing when I was, you know, I don't know, five or six. And I continued. And when I moved to New York, I had, you know, a two-year program with Ailey or go and work for a designer. And I worked for the designer instead. But I I definitely sometimes go, man, I need to get back there. Oh, wow. Okay. This is good to know. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And that you're always there really dancing with our choices, dancing what, you know, in the lessons and the way we learned to comport ourselves in a dance classroom, how to, you know, navigate space, how to interpret music. These are all things that lend to certainly the design space, I would, I would think. And just so much of what happens on the dance floor is analogous to life in general. So in that, in that way, I think still being there in that the, the dance continues. And it was a way that you, or correct me if I'm wrong, but a, a way that perhaps you process information was on the dance floor. You know, you think about it a lot, or you can still imagine yourself dancing, or if you hear certain songs, uh, maybe they take you back to dancing, or this moment as we're talking, like the dance, that in that way, still dancing, still very much a part of you. Totally. And I would add to that fact that parenthood is a dance, especially with the uh, juggling, juggling multiple children is, is quite a dance with your partner. <laughs> yes. So first, uh, would love to start off uh, hearing a little bit of how you got started, and then I would love to dive into what I know you most for as forward space. But let's go back to the beginning. Did you always know you wanted to be a dancer, choreographer, or tell me everything? For as long as I can remember, yes, I uh, have been dancing and wanting to dance. And in many ways, you know, this resonates with some folks and some people are like, you know what? But um, I, I don't really feel as though, you know, you call dance, but rather dance calls you. And it just has been a sort of magnetic force that I've been following all along. Obviously did not have that language for it as a kid. I just absolutely flip and loved it and could not get enough of it and started teaching when I was 12 and started choreographing and then being asked to, you know, you know, be paid to choreograph and things like that. And it just kind of kept revealing itself and unraveling. And I, yes, always knew I would do dance in some capacity. And as a choreographer, too, I, again, didn't necessarily have the word choreographer, but made up dances for, you know, neighbors and friends and family and you name it. And so when did you decide to take the leap making this your career? I I think, you know, I I saw all around me the struggle of dancers, you know, making a career, living successfully. You've obviously surpassed that and more. But what was that decision process like? Yeah, 
It definitely came from within. I, I certainly heard and saw the naysayers and how people would say, you know, absolutely don't do this. Uh, how are you going to do this? And I listened to all that and I loved the honesty people gave with the challenges it would sort of uh, give. And I also sort of felt, isn't anything challenging? And to not do something that you're fully passionate about, wouldn't that provide a different set of challenges? So I was brought to a dance convention when I was 13. And in, I'm from Kansas City, and it was in Kansas City. And there was a teacher there providing scholarships to New York City, and I was dancing in the back to Annie Lennox. Sweet dreams are made of these. I remember it very well. And dancing in the back of the room, and, and she sort of called me up on stage and wanted to bring me to New York and gave me this scholarship. And so when I came to New York at 13, I, I it widened my lens. Uh, I also knew this is where I'll be. And this is what I'll do. And after knowing that and sort of proclaiming that, people wondered how I would do that. But I've noticed that's sort of a consistent theme, like how will I do X, Y, Z? And instead of staying in the how, I just, you know, work to figure it out. Kept, just kept studying, studying and, and, and doing all I can and learning all I could. Many fields that people work in are, you know, stressful and demanding mentally, but you definitely, you know, have the physical side of this. So how have you approached managing that and using it, you know, to gain energy from it versus it's, you know, sapping you? Right. Draining us. Uh, and that's that's the great thing about being trained as a dancer or as an athlete, you know, is that connection to mind and body because you can't disconnect right? You've got to really put your mind to it and then physicalize it through the body. And again, analogous to life, right? A hundred percent. You went from choreography and dancing. Um, how long were you a choreographer versus performer or, or was it sort of both tracks? Right. Definitely a both and. And, you know, not everyone that dances choreographs and vice versa, not everyone that choreographs dances. Choreography, though, creating these experiences and these pieces, that is the, my driving force, very much so. The way I saw it had an effect on people, even from a young age, the way I would observe sort of how people moved at wedding receptions when I would go as, as a kid, or dance parties, obviously prom, all these momentous moments, seeing the way movement sort of shaped the experience very much informed my choreography. And, you know, that so came from an external ask. I was getting asked to choreograph or starting at 13 professionally, you know, for people in Kansas City, where I'm from. And then it just started to grow. A company came through Texas and said, can I, can I, we hire you? I said, yes, I got asked. And then it just kept word of mouth growing, 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 which has been consistent for my career, sort of this word of mouth um, experience. But I would say, so choreography, all to say, but being a dancer as well and a performer really informs the style in which I choreograph or direct because knowing what it's like to be on the other end of it is very informative in the way that I, you know, shift the space or create. Are there notable things you've choreographed that we may be like, oh, okay, yeah, that we that people who have either, you know, go or love dance have seen? Ben Harper most recently choreographed um, two pieces, two music videos for him, both oh, in wow. who, I mean, goodness gracious. Uh, this it left me like this, you know, sort of like without words, just the way his music has affected so many, myself included, from, again, such a young age, being able to put movement to that and a story to that was obviously a great honor and gift. But I, I really think dance is this great connector. It's music and dance, right? And if we can 
you know, QI forward space was created, allowing people a space where they can rediscover and redefine their relationship with dance. That's awesome. I love Ben Harper. I think he's an incredible artist. Okay, so let's talk about forward space, what it is, what inspired you, challenges along the way. Oh, goodness. All the challenges. I mean, you know, in creating anything. I Yes, I created forward space. First and foremost, uh, it definitely was a call. I don't know if you've had something like that within you that felt as a call, like just a call that wouldn't uh, wouldn't let up, wouldn't stop, and really created it as a space and as an experience where people people could redefine what dance means to them, to discover it, to experience it, define and redefine, and also where it could feel more accessible. My thought: there's these three sort of lanes that we have available to us for dance: men, women, people who consider themselves that they used to dance or love to dance or scared to dance social side of dance, you know, it's going out, that whole thing that gives such a release. Uh, so the social side of connecting with people, the serious side, which you studied in, and then, you know, or be, be it ballet, be it contemporary, be it modern, you know, all, all of that, the serious side. And then there's the sweat side, sort of like the workout. And uh, just was looking for a hybrid of that and had been asked and sort of tapped by a number of really big brands to create these experiences for them, which I was doing and loved, loved, loved doing. And um, it was happening enough with the larger brands and then also in these underground spaces. And I would also create these experiences when I'd be on tour choreographing for dance companies and just saw the demand and the need in all these cities, people who, again, don't consider themselves dancers, but so desperately needed, wanted these spots, spaces they could go into to have this experience where they felt like their athleticism unlocked in a way that didn't feel sort of silly or um, sort of cheesy to them, for lack of a better term. So all of this was funneling into what is now forward space, seeing just a, a sort of a very large demand for it and not knowing where to find it, therefore created it. So for those like I'm very familiar with it, and I think New York is a hub for these kind of incredible high energy dance, but you're working out classes. So you just explain sort of what happens in the class and you don't have to be a dancer, which yeah. I love about it because anyone can take this class. We we hosted you for one of our female founder collective events and it was, you know, no one was a dancer in that, but everyone loved that they got that. They got to dance, no judgments, and they got to move their bodies and sweat and feel great. So take me through what, what occurs in one of your forward space workouts. Absolutely. First and foremost, it's just dropping into the floor, into the present moment. This is all, again, analogous to life. But, uh, you know, you come in. I w did want it to be a dark room. I've, I've always kind of done that. Um, you know, that's where the mantra beats highlights low came from. We dim the lights just so you, it, I've noticed that people are less conscious and we don't we, I don't really think we need any more of that with you know all the social media and everything where you can really drop into your own body and guided through an experience where you yeah you're, you're connected to yourself those around you and the music what happens after that is sort of that's where I don't like to put it on what happens for people certainly people get emotional or they're, they're, there's tears or there's like elation and joy some people it's just a really great sweat which is equally as important you know that release but you just go through a, a pattern of different movements where you're being guided so you can turn the mind off and turn the body on and wake it up and stay connected to it as we're all on our phones, right? Up out of our physical systems. What can I, what can we, what service can we provide that can drop people back down into the soles of their feet, connected to the earth, connected to, to their feet first and foremost, 
in the ground and then feel that electricity draw from the bottom up to the crown of their head. So we guide people through that without talking about any of it. Because <laughs> it's like less talk, more action, right? And that's that's the world right now too. Like let, let's let's see some movement here um, and less talking about it. So that that's what we do. And then it ends, you learn a bit of choreography and then there's sort of a freestyle moment at the end that, that tends to erupt. It's not always there, but if the mood and the moment calls for it, we do that. And then we also have a modality called fire, which in teaching for different sort of athletic companies and whatnot, people who are nervous to dance, I could see they wanted the feeling, they wanted to be a part of it, but a, a pure dance class, even though it said it was athletic, they were too nervous to do that. So created an experience called fire where you, you have free weights. And there's something about putting weights in people's hands that gives this sort of comfortability, I think, that sort of opens the door for them to come in. You know, they know a bicep curl, they know know that. And then they start to sort of discover their dancing again. So there's something about that hybrid that's been really interesting to watch expand so rapidly to offer that modality as well. There's a moving meditation portion too, I should share. I think it's all a moving meditation, but there's a specific moment in the class where we go into a moving meditation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So what do you think the difference has been? You know, it's it's a very different experience being a dancer performing for someone than choreographer where you can still at the end of the day, get you get to pack up and leave. But now you're a business owner. So there's no right. packing up and leaving. <laughs> no. So how have you dealt with the, you know, the evolution of you through becoming that and the highs and lows of that? Yeah. You know, it's very similar to this, you know, that feeling I got when I was 13, I came to New York, was dancing and knew I would do that. Came back to Kansas City, mentioned it a little bit, but not much because it was going to happen. I knew no matter what, whether, you know, people were excited about it. I, you know, this sort of how are you going to do that came up and pursuing a career as I think is like just, you know, service, my, my service on the planet. Pursuing that has been a series of staying malleable and flexible and persevering through so many of these sort of obstacles come up. But if you decide the choice, the will, this is going to continue and you know why, you know, we know why we're doing it and surround ourselves with people that nourish and nurture that. And then if, and, and also the naysayers, I don't mind the people that, you know, are like, Oh, you don't need to do that. Or when I, when we hear in any, you know, sort of art form design this with um, wellness dance 
you know, it's such a saturated sort of market. I, I always just kind of like do a little nod and yeah, onward. Everything's saturated. There's room for, for more and more and more, I think, always. Um, how, but I can't pack up and leave. No, I can't. But I, I never was going to anyway. You know, I was going to continue to be this vessel of movement and dance and give it to as many people in the world, either through performance or through classroom experiences, no matter what. I, I think what's happened, though, with this specific brand of forward space, right, or experience, really, is also this knowingness of it's not just this class that people are taking, it's this feeling. So being in the business of providing spaces where people feel connected to themselves and those around them, which is needed always now more than ever, as people are in isolation, you know, um, being in the business of helping people feel good <laughs> with forward space, knowing that outdoor activations, were always going to be a part of it, like, you know, music festivals and things. So there's so much ahead still that we're creating and doing. Um, and just starting with this, you know, at 24 Spring Street, these four classes that we offer. And then now we have the virtual hub that happened during this time as we, the doors have been closed. We're in 68 countries. Um, and what that says to us as a team is just, the, the, again, the need and the demand for experiences like this. But, yeah, you can't pick up and go. You're very right. But, I, again, I already knew when I said yes to this, like, we're going to see it to the end and go all the way with it. So I, I, I was ready for that and already being in a career lane and in New York City where there is that sort of um, resistance to we push up against all the time. I think it's, an, again, an inherent passion and drive and, and call and mission to do this. I love that you keep going back to the idea that it's a calling because I think yeah. so many times people are pursuing careers for the wrong reasons. They think they're going to get famous or rich. That's not a calling, you know, and I think I love that you keep referring to it because that has to be there or mm -hmm. else when it's hard, you will walk away because unless Absolutely. you're that dedicated to whatever it is you're doing, it's not worth the hassle if you don't have the calling. No, no. And it's not, and it, you, one won't be able to sustain it, you know, sustain the challenges it as, and it's 10 times more, you know, than anyone. People talk about how challenging it is to begin a business and things. And there's absolutely, there's no question whatsoever. And it, ha I really, yeah, it does have to be a calling. I've come from within. And that's what, even this with dance, it wasn't about the awards or the accolades or the external sort of things that were happening necessarily for me, although those help, right? Those help, they, they do help that it, ha it had to come from within and it has always come from within. So also sort of knowing that our merch lane I'll share wasn't an afterthought for Ford Space, but these pieces we were creating, knowing the way athletes and, and artists sort of just by wearing certain clothes, it, it gives it such a feeling. And the way dance, you know, informs fashion, Madonna, you know, go back to the, like that, that the fashion piece of it is not an afterthought, but rather a very intentional part of Ford Space as well. So again, that it's this feeling that we're, we're delivering in a very precise, intentional sort of way. So we don't have to go into the pivot, but I'm sure you had to pivot being that you had physical studios and now you're online. What is the biggest lesson you've learned from that pivot? That my time as a choreographer, the, the skill set that I have there and the way in which I do that is directly aligned with how we have been able to pivot in the way that we have. You know, you, you staying malleable, listening, really, really listening, uh, feeling into what is needed. We were always going to have a digital expression of forward space, but yes, we, we fast-tracked it during this uh, when the doors closed. We, we closed the doors the Friday before Cuomo had us close the doors. Lucky part is that we only have the one physical space 
York, we almost signed our contract on our second space, but didn't. And that was just sort of intuitively did not. And then the door shut. So we, we are in a certainly a lucky position. It's the one physical space. And now we have the virtual hub and then created these um, alternative revenue streams that will still exist even when we open our doors again, being outdoor, outdoor activations. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for an outdoor dance activation, a flash mob. I'll I'll, I'll join you. Please invite me to the first one where we can all be together and not worry about getting each other sick. Yeah, we did them. We started them last summer out in Southampton and then in Montauk and then had had done them, you know, in Austin before and I, and just kind of knowing that outside is where it was, where it's going to be. And, and I, that will be the duration of time too. I think having these, being in these outdoor spaces, I thought it was going to feel very, um, we wouldn't have the same sort of palpable energy. You know how in those rooms that are tighter rooms and you feel the energy? Yeah, totally. So being outside, I thought it would sort of get lost in the ethers, but on the contrary, it was so potent. And even with the six feet apart, it actually, the, the space felt, there's something to all this that's happening for us if we're, you know, tuning into it, creating the space, having to have space has provided a, a different perspective, obviously, for, for people. But even feeling that in, in sort of a dance environment and outside, it's really something. So yes, you definitely come to an outdoor. I love that you in. shared flash mobs. Have you been part of flash mobs before? I have not, but I'm down to. All right. I've choreographed many of those. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. So I love to ask all my guests two of the same questions, and I love hearing the answers. But the first one being, what would we be surprised to know about you? Mm, It could be anything, really. Uh, Yes, I love it. Uh, Well, you know, I don't know if you have this. I have a funny thing about elevators that sort of started, you know, going uh going in an elevator so that's that's as you know free spirit and like out and like expansive as i love to feel like that has been a a funny thing for me yeah getting in elevators got stuck in one about eight years ago for an hour such a bummer uh at rockefeller center and um i mean 10 years ago but so yeah i would say that i think when when people have been with me and then they're like oh you don't get in the elevator i was like not if i don't have to (laughs) it's surprising still to me but as life would have it the universe would have it we got asked to uh be 101 floors up in the air at the end of 2020. So I did get in one for the first time in a long time. So oh wow, yes, I yeah. Definitely, if it's a glass elevator, count me in on on feeling anxious. Really? If it's a glass elevator, yeah. Because when I see how yeah. high they go, I'm like, mm, I don't want to know that I'm that high up. <laughs> <laughs> I love. It. I like that mm, as it's like going higher and higher and higher. Yeah, exactly. And then my last question: whether it's advice you've received or you would love to pass on due to your hard won badge of, I want to give this away because it has been so helpful and transformational for you. Yes. Yes. So Reggie Watts was DJing at uh, outdoor activation that I was performing or, you know, sort of creating dance for in Austin, South by Southwest. We're moving, we're dancing, we're getting people moving. And he sort of stopped and said on the mic mid music, he said, when in doubt, zoom out. And then like, you know, kept everyone kept moving and I stopped and have remembered it always and applied it and think about it. And in this very moment that we're all in as a collective, you know, and things can feel so myopic and, and things sort of closing down and in literally this idea of when in doubt to zoom out and sort of like lift our eyes up and out to possibility or to another perspective or another way of being. Love it. 
Well, it's been so awesome to talk to you, to hear your story. So if you're listening, please head over to her site, Forward Space, and start taking classes, start dancing. You can follow her on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kristen. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget to head over to RebeccaMinkoff.com. Show your love and support for the brand. Buy something for yourself. Buy something for another. And also don't forget to try my new fragrance. Again, it is available at all Nordstrom, Macy's, Scentbirds, and Birch Boxes, as well as our site.